When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama. Accomplishing something that I've been dreaming of, you know, my whole life. Hearing that, that sentence from Adam Silver, you know, I've dreamed of it so much. He's a 7'5 Kevin Durant. That's what he plays like. He plays like KD. He's going to be one of the best shot blockers in the league. I mean, he's going to be unbelievable. Oh, this is so exciting right now because it's it's almost like Eric Hanneman, our board op, knows that's my last show before vacation, and he is just bringing out all, all the hits. We had Summer Girls, and then we had Doug Ray call in, and that, of course, is Cha Cha Cha, the Finland song from Eurovision, which is a deep cut from Kenny and Carlin. That's Gabe, <laughs> Gabe Nigel has put his hand on his head. Uh, because he is just, he is having nightmares from when we did the show together around Eurovision. This is Kenny and Carlin around, uh, this is on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm thrown here. Kenny and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance alongside Gabe Neitzel. I'm Eurovision loving Michael Rothstein. Uh, and Gabe, did, did this just give you nightmares? <laughs> Gabe is... <laughs> Gabe has left. <laughs> Gabe has, has left the show because of Finland, uh, apparently. So, yeah, well, we're just, Eric, let's just play some Eurovision over and over again until until Gabe. I comes figured back. with the with the Wemben Yama, you know, Europe. <laughs> Is, this, yeah. is it a stretch? I don't know. But. No, I, well, you should have found France's song because France participated. I didn't have time. You know? Okay, fair enough. What was France's song? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah. No, I, I, I do not. Um, but listen, the big the big news here, of course, is Victor Webanyama is uh, he is having his summer league debut tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. I believe it starts at nine o'clock, and it is going to be a fascinating thing to see, a fascinating thing to watch, seeing what he has going tonight. Uh, this is going to be one of the high, most, I think, highly anticipated debuts in a long, long time. Right, Gabe? Oh, Mike, I'll ask you this, though, like as we get prepared for Wimby tonight, 9 o'clock on ESPN. Mike, in your opinion, like what's the biggest concern that you would have looking at him? We know he's slight frame, has to put on pounds. We know that's going to happen. But for you coming in, what would your, big, your biggest concern right now be for Wembenyama? Yeah, I mean, that, by the way, that is Shannon Pan, our wonderful producer here at Candy and Carlin. My, my biggest concern is honestly the hype. It's not anything physically because he's going to grow into his body a little bit more. He's 19 years old. He's seven foot four, seven five. The biggest worry for me when we're talking about Victor Wembanyama is the amount of attention that has already been placed on him and how he can handle it. So far, so good, especially based off of what we saw this week, which was, of course, the Britney Spears conversation where Britney Spears went and tapped him on the shoulder and it became a whole thing. And it was really, I think, for him, at least in my eyes, the first kind of... 
tabloidy thing that has happened. And unfortunately, when you are one of the top stars in basketball, one of the top stars in the NBA, one of the top stars in sports, as we've seen with Tom Brady and others, so much of your life gets um, measured and gets gets scrutinized. So the fact that it seems like he handled the Britney Spears situations, Britney Spears incident, well, I think in that vein says that he can handle that type of hype. So it'll be curious to see what it is on the court when we're talking about Victor Wembanyama and how he handles that. Because one thing is for sure with him that he is going to get everybody's best shot this year, both in summer league and once the regular season starts. And that begins tonight because Brandon Miller, the number two pick in the draft, is playing for, is expected to play for the Charlotte Hornets. And then we shall see what happens from there. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series 6M Channel 80. Kenny and Carlin is always presented by Progressive Insurance. Welcome back, Gabe. Hey, what's happening? Uh, you know, I thought that we just, I thought that the cha-cha-cha, you, you just had enough. You were like, I never thought I'd have to hear that again. So you, know, you just I mean, walked right off. I, I feel like, we, I mean, because we definitely did the one show. I don't know if we did back-to-back shows around it, but I, I learned more about Eurovision earlier this year than I ever really planned on learning about Eurovision <laughs> because of your passion for that program, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, so, yeah, I was not expecting to hear another song from it. Um, but look, it's the summer. That song's got some vibes. If you know, if you if you want to feel like you can be driving in the car and kind of banging your head a little bit, nodding the you know, rolling the shoulders a little bit as you're driving to that song, I get it, man. Like that yeah. song definitely has some summer vibes. Oh, hundred percent. It did finish second in Eurovision to Noreen Noreen from Sweden. She is the second two time winner of Eurovision, by the way. As, as we're deep cutting our way all the way back to what was that May or June? May, I believe it was. Yeah, I was still on crutches. It was May. When the Eurovision Song Contest was going on, it all blends together. Of course, this is Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, alongside Gabe Knights, who is that voice that you heard. I am Michael Rothstein. And Gabe, we were talking about this pre-show, uh, that there were multiple sports, and you could say almost every sport, and I think you and I disagree on one sport, that has this one problem, and it is their regular season. And, and I say this because the NBA is going to start an in-season tournament this year is, I think, a way to maybe do two things, both increase attention in the regular season and maybe work with load management as well. And NBA Deputy Commissioner Mark Tatum joined Frederick Coleman and Amber Wilson this morning to discuss the in-season tournament and kind of the point of it. I would tell you that the, that the goal is to create a new championship tradition. Uh, much like we see in international soccer, international basketball, and this new tradition and this new opportunity to win a championship in the middle of the season um, has become, we've seen internationally, meaningful to teams, the players, and the fans. And now with 25% of our players born outside the United States, one of the things that we have realized is that those international players are accustomed to playing in these cup-like tournaments and these in-season tournaments Um, And the fans have really taken to it. And so we're, in essence, taking regular season games and giving them even more significance by having them count towards this in-season tournament. Listen, Gabe, I love the concept of it because I'm also an EPL fan. And you see this in, as you heard Mark Tatum explain, in international soccer. But it leads to this. Do sports have a regular season problem? 
Yeah, I, I think they absolutely do. Like as a whole, I mean, the NFL really doesn't because there's only 17. Even though they've expanded the regular season, and even though they expanded the postseason to include an additional team per conference, so now you have seven in each conference. Like the NFL is just so big right now, and every game is so meaningful. It doesn't, but we as a sporting society have focused so much on championships where it even feels like MVPs of regular seasons have been diminished. And I mean, it's been going on in the NBA for, I mean, we've been talking about load management for what, a decade at this point, trying to figure out that problem in the NBA because it's trickled down to the point where NBA franchises realize, hey, it doesn't really matter what we do in the regular season, just as long as we win enough games to get in the postseason and we're healthy enough that we can make a run at a championship. We saw that with LeBron's teams in Miami. We saw it with LeBron's teams in Cleveland where they weren't the number one seeds in the Eastern Conference. You know, there were two or three, and and they just wanted to focus on being the healthiest they possibly could. So trying to make people care during the regular season is a really hard thing. I I don't know if this is the answer, but I love that the NBA is willing to try something. And with, with Mark Tatum talking with Freddie and Amber this morning right here on ESPN Radio, the NBA has to be willing to stick with this and stick with it for a long time. Because... You know, if it doesn't draw great ratings or have the players to invest in year one, well, maybe a new crop of players will start to invest in year four or five. You have to have it around for a while to have it have any sort of meaningful impact. But, I mean, we do. I think we have a regular season problem, getting people to care about what goes on on a night-in, night-out basis if you're the NBA, if you're the NHL, if you're Major League Baseball. Yes, but the, it's really interesting, too, because the NBA really... Yes, they took it maybe for international sports, but the WNBA already does this mm-hmm. as part of their regular season. It seems like the format is very similar between what the WNBA does now and what the NBA is going to do. So they've already experimented with the model, and they just kind of they they just kind of I think they're going to see it and it's going to work out. Hopefully for the NBA, I, I do hope it works on a lot of levels because it will be something. To be interesting to see if baseball tried to do it with a one and done because baseball has maybe the biggest regular season problem of all but for one simple reason. And it's an NBA thing too, Gabe. Inventory. There's mm-hmm. just too much. There's this thing called the scarcity principle. The NFL cashes in on it. I think college football in a lot of ways cashes in on it. There's only limited opportunities to see those teams play, especially at home, in a season. Eight or nine if you're in the NFL, anywhere between seven and, and nine in college football, maybe 10 at most, you know, if you're really industrious with your schedule. Where baseball, 81 games. Basketball, 40 games. Like, there was just too much there to to make it appealing. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, you have to be a diehard. You know, you have to be, you have to really love baseball or really love basketball to invest. And I look, I love going to those games, but I don't walk away. For example, I went to a Bucks Lakers game in December. You know, the only time the Lakers come to town because they're in the Western Conference, LeBron, AD, they were at full strength. So it was great to see LeBron up close and personal. Lakers ended up beating the Bucks, But it was just more, it, you have to look at it as more entertainment. You know, it's just something that, oh, I enjoy watching basketball. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this. And yeah, I'm hoping my team wins. But yeah, you have to understand it's not live or die. You know, maybe you're disappointed if your team loses, especially if it's a game you feel like you had a chance to win, but it's not like in the NFL. It's not like college football where the margin for error is so small. You can lose a couple of games here and there. Heck, you can have a four-game losing streak in in the NBA, in the in, in Major League Baseball. 
everybody's got a four-game losing streak in Major League Baseball at some point. It's like, how do you respond? How do you bounce back and, and then, you know, deal with it going forward? You're, if your team is good, you kind of already know at the beginning of the season. And very rarely do you see a team like the Miami Heat did this year come out of that eighth seed and make a run all the way to the NBA Finals. You don't see that too often. It's going to be one of those teams in the top three or four seeds, and you kind of already have an idea of what that's going to look like heading in because you already know who the good players are. Yes, you do know who the good players are. Often, like you said, you know who the good teams are in almost every sport. It's what, again, makes the NFL more interesting, right? Because the NFL is almost built on the perception of parity. So other well, than it, it, it is because yeah, uh, yeah. anybody can win a single NFL game. Like all those teams, you know, even the really bad ones, like they can win a game. I mean, they're not going to win enough games to get to the postseason. But I mean, very rarely have you seen a team go winless for an entire season. It's happened, but not very often. I, I, the Detroit Lions have done it. The Cleveland Browns have done it. I've, I went to the zero sixteen parade. Game night, so I did. Before that, they had in Cleveland, by the way. Detroit did not have one. Cleveland had one. They had an 0-16 parade, and then they kept Hugh Jackson. Well, yeah, it was... Oh, that was a mess. That was a fun day, though. It was so cold that day at the 0-16 parade, which was kind of fitting. Kenny and Carl is presented by Progressive Insurance. Round out your protection with life, phone, and pet health insurance. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. So badly want to bring Super Bowl here to Buffalo. Herbert rolling right, throws, touchdown! To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five head coaches. There it is, that NFL music. It means we are... A few weeks away from NFL training camps starting, less than a few weeks away if you are the New York Jets. And we're a part of ESPN Radio's Rankem, as you just heard. And we're going to go to our guy, Gabe Neitzel, who's in Wisconsin, and he's going to rate his top five NFL head coaches. Gabe, rock and roll. All right, number here we five. Go. We're going to start with that number five. And this one is me projecting a little bit, but I just love what he did in the second half of the season. And I cannot wait to see what he does with his young quarterback as they continue to grow. It took about half that season for them to kind of get rid of some of the bad habits that were kind of maybe put in there by a really bad coaching staff and a disaster that came before them. And I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm talking about Doug Peterson. This is a dude who won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. He was able to navigate through an entire postseason with Nick Foles and win a Super Bowl, and now he is a legitimate quarterback that he's going to be able to grow with in Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. I love Doug Peterson and what he's doing down there. He is at number five. Number four is kind of a career achievement award because number I, don't four. Think, I don't think I can put the... I can't leave off who I think is the greatest coach of, of all time in the NFL, and he's still currently coaching. And last year wasn't a great coaching job by Bill Belichick. He decided to go without an offensive coordinator and let two guys kind of handle it, learn that lesson. Now Bill O'Brien going to be doing things up there in New England in terms of calling plays. But Bill Belichick, kind of a career achievement award. Bill Belichick comes in for me at number four. Number three. Number three. I just kind of knock him down here because they haven't been able to quite figure out that quarterback position. But maybe that's why it's been so impressive that Kyle Shanahan continues to make NFC Championship game after NFC Championship game, even getting to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. But they keep trying to replace Garoppolo, can't quite figure it out. They've been unlucky with some of the injuries they've had. They've been aggressive with some of the player acquisition that they've had outside of that. But Shanahan has just done a spectacular job out in San Francisco, keeping them relevant for the last five years. So I've got Shanahan at number three. Number two. This dude 
in 16 seasons has not had a losing season. Like Mike Tomlin, and, and you think about all the changes, like how different the game was 16 years ago, and for him to have that Super Bowl and still be relevant the way he is in in Pittsburgh, it's unbelievable to go 16 years without a losing season. Mike Tomlin is number two. Number one. And number one. To me, it's Andy Reid and everything that he's been able to do. Everybody laughed at him when he decided that he wanted to move on from Alex Smith and he wanted to go with Patrick Mahomes. What those two have done together has been spectacular. Andy Reid and the innovative mind that he has for offense moving on from Tyree Kill and deciding, hey, we still have one of the best tight ends in the NFL. We can just surround him with a bunch of talented wide receivers, not somebody who's necessarily a number one, and we can still have a great offense. That's exactly what they did. Still went to, won the Super Bowl last year. Andy Reid, number one coach currently in the NFL. That is the Gabe Knightel list. I'll recap it for you. Number five is Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number four is Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. Number three is Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers. Number two, Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And number one, Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I don't have any qualms with your list, Gabe. I, I really don't. Like I, I'm trying to. I'm really making an effort to try. But I, I don't. I don't think I can argue with much of it because almost everybody on that list has won a Super Bowl except for Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick... They're struggling right now, but you can't argue that he should not be on this top on this top five list. There's, like, there's a like top said, five. There's a top five list without Bill Belichick. It's not a credible top five list, in my opinion. So, and, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit with uh, Chris Carlin at five o'clock. Maybe I think the, the maybe the one guy you can say is John Harbaugh because yeah, you, you talk tough. about you talk about he was Mike a tough Tomlin. Omission. Yeah, you talk about Mike Tomlin. And you talk about the consistency, the longevity, especially in one place, which also Bill Belichick has. And that's what John Harbaugh has been. And he has done it similarly, other than with Lamar Jackson, with meh, quarterback play, much like Kyle Shannon has. Had to. And, and, to, and to John Harbaugh's credit, because I don't think every coach in the NFL would have done what he did with Lamar in terms of, hey, we're going to Lamar and we're going to radically change what we do on offense because we have to in order to fit this guy's skill set. And that led to Lamar winning an MVP. So many coaches, I feel, are the best coaches to me are ones that do what Bill Belichick has done with his defenses over the years and kind of shift what you want to do to whatever your personnel will allow you to do. The, the, the coaches that have success that are, no, this is what we do. This is how we do it. We're just going to do it better than everyone else and don't really have that wiggle room to kind of change schematically. Those are the ones that maybe have success initially, but aren't going to have long-term sustained success. And that's where, you know, outside of maybe Doug, and, and he's had some success. I mean, most of these guys have been in the league for a while and have had that long-term success. But Peterson still has a Super Bowl to his credit, and and I admit I'm maybe a little ahead of it on Doug Peterson because I think what he's got going down in Jacksonville it's just going to continue to grow and grow. I don't know if you're if you're too far ahead of it because Doug Peterson has shown now he can win in two places, and a lot of guys a don't get that opportunity, but those that can win multiple places, which Andy Reid obviously has done as well, that, there's something to that. And we'll see what happens with Sean Payton, another guy that probably not on this list right now, in part because 
He wasn't coaching in the league last year, and we'll Correct. see what he's able to do in Endeavor. Coming up, we want to hear from you. Give us a call on the CC call-in line. That's one 888 say espn 888-729-3776. Who is the best in, head coach in the NFL? Who's the biggest omission from Gabe Nitel's list? What is the most desirable head coaching job in the league? We're going to get to all of that next after Gabe has this from Vivid Seats. Here at Canteen Carlin, we're fired up for the MLB season. Luckily for you, our friends at Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, have great deals on great seats with a huge selection of tickets to this year's hottest matchups. Experience every crack of the bat, every diving catch, and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Whenever I hear the, the, the countdown there, it gets one day closer to... Shannon Penn's smiling because he knows where I'm going with this. One day closer to training camp, one day closer to the regular season, one day closer to me being far less available in so many areas of my life as I cover the NFL for the no, Atlanta break Falcons. Down, break the fourth wall. Tell the folks what you were doing in the break, getting set to record. What were you? What I were you was doing? getting set to record in the break, as Shannon wants to point out. We're going to be doing two-a-days here very soon here on ESPN Radio, which break down the biggest storylines heading into training camp. I cover the Atlanta Falcons for us here at ESPN Radio. And I will be recording that in one of the breaks uh, whenever our lovely board op, Eric Hanneman, does not want to go and run and get me iced tea or do whatever he, he was doing over there. I'm just a little upset you, you went straight to the negative when I gave you Dua Lipa with the song of the summer coming out of the break. 
You did. You did. This is, by the way, Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Gabe Neitzel, with his amazing beard, which I wish people could see, has been sitting patiently <laughs> while we've been just chopping it up here in Bristol. I'm Michael Rothstein. And Gabe, let, let's quickly go through your list again. Your top five head coaches, Doug Peterson at number five, Bill Belichick at number four, Kyle Shanahan at number three, Mike Tomlin at number two, Andy Reid at number one. If you have any issues with Gabe's list or you just want to talk to Gabe, give us a call on the CC call online, one eight eight say espn one 888 And Gabe, when you look at this list, was there one, which was the toughest coach to leave off? toughest coach for me to leave off was John Harbaugh just because he's had success for such a long time. He's been a coach that's been willing to change what his offense does, change what his defense does. And, and honestly, with him being a special teams coordinator before he got his head coaching job, I'm surprised more teams haven't looked into that style of head coach, more CEO than strict offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and just have somebody who's kind of running the entire show the way that he does in Baltimore. I, I thought about Sean McVay, but I'm also just kind of unsure what the Rams are I'm, I'm unsure if the Rams care right now after winning a championship <laughs> and they don't have any picks and there just doesn't seem to be any sort of future for them so he was a tough omission because he's been such a hot name in terms of head coaches for such a long time and, and all the revolutionary stuff that they did in in Los Angeles but there's also been like whispers of oh maybe he's going to go leave for XTV job and go do this so I, I don't know how much he's still invested in being an NFL head coach at this point so I think that kind of ultimately led him not being in the top five. Both of those are very fair arguments and, and reasons for omission. Your point about John Harbaugh is fascinating to me because when I talk to coaches around the league, when I talk to GMs around the league, talk to people who make hiring decisions, I've never understood why special teams coaches don't get more attention. Mm-hmm. For the simple fact, Gabe, that they are more than offensive coordinators, more than defensive coordinators. They are the coach or the coordinator that deals with the entire roster, that has to yep. manage 75 to 80% of the roster, really everybody except for quarterbacks. They're managing because even your top-end players are taking some special teams reps more often than not at some point just in case. So those special teams meetings, like for the Falcons, which is the team I cover, Marquise Williams is their special teams coordinator. He's a guy I think could be a very good head coach one day. He was actually the East-West head coach because they played in the East-West game this year, coaching the East-West game, and he was the head coach for the East-West game this year. He's a guy I think could really be a good head coach down the road, but the thing is, is 75% of those guys will have to go to special teams, 80%. I mean, you've seen it. Like, I don't understand, Gabe, why those guys don't get more attention. Well, I mean, it's easy because, you know, the, the people in, in charge of hiring it, those aren't the sexy hires, right? Like, you hear on TV defensive coordinator names or offensive coordinator names because those are the guys that get all the attention, whereas those special teams coordinators, they don't. But, I mean, you can't, I think you've got it, – it's not a long list of guys who've gotten those opportunities, but the way that the Raiders players so spoke highly of Rich Passaccia after he took over and was able to lead that team to the playoffs after the, everything that went on with John Gruden and Passaccia ends up being the interim head coach, ultimately they go in a different direction and hire uh, Josh McDaniels. And that team doesn't make, you know, very much the the same team does not make the playoffs the year later without Rich Passaccia, who's now the special teams coordinator in Green Bay for the Packers. I, there there are a long list to me of, of guys who have been special teams coordinators that have that success and know how to deal with these with, with players because they've had to deal with getting people to buy in for such a long time with what they do on an NFL team. 
but that, that's not what, you know, you, you, you tune in on Sunday Night Football, you see who the defensive coordinator is, who the offensive coordinator is, who's getting all the credit for why this team plays this way, and very rarely do you know who the special teams coordinators are. Yeah, because it's such a small portion of the games, and it's often kickoffs mm-hmm. and punts. It's interesting. I just pulled up a story from 33rd Team, which is a great website if you love the ins and outs and nuances of football. And they wrote something about the coaches with special teams backgrounds and the be- the best coaches with special teams backgrounds and without. Here's the list, Gabe, of some of the best coaches with special teams in their background. Bill Belichick, Bill Cower, John Harbaugh, Danny Green, Bobby Ross, Marv Levy, Steve Mariucci, Mike Smith, Dick Vermeil. That, that's not a bad list. It's a pretty good M- list. Mike Dicka. Number, number of guys that have won Super Bowls on that list. It, it, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, the guys without special teams coaching experience, Andy Reid, Jeff Fisher, Tom Coughlin, Mike Shanahan, Mike Holmgren, Joe Gibbs, Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll, Sean Payton, Tony Dungy. So, uh, to me, that, that without list is a little bit better, but I think that's also because there's more opportunity mm-hmm. for those guys. One guy that has not been mentioned by you and would not be mentioned by me is Mike Vrabel. And here's what Jeff Darlington had to say about why he thinks Mike Vrabel will be the best coach in the NFL. You know who the best coach in the NFL is? Mike Vrabel. Really? You could put wow. him okay. You could put him with any team and he will get more wins from that team uh, no matter how He'll get the most out of his players, I guess, is my point. You put, if the Titans decided one day to fire Mike Vrabel, Jerry Jones should go get Mike Vrabel and make him the Cowboys head coach the following day. I, yes, maybe. I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's a very strong defense of Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is a fantastic head coach, but I'm not sure he's in the top five, at least right now. We'll, we'll get into that, and we're also going to ask Gabe about a specific head coach he knows pretty well and where he might have that coach ranked. That's next, Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Actually, all right. So this this song's, I'll take credit for this one. Eric Hanneman had no idea what this song was. But if you hear the guitar riffs here, it is one Nita Strauss. Nita Strauss, one of the best guitarists in the world, as you can hear right there. She shreds. She is Alice Cooper's lead guitarist. I believe for another couple of weeks, she's still on tour with her solo band. This is one of her solo songs. It's called Victorious. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series XM, Channel 80. Gabe Neitzel, along with Michael Rothstein. And Gabe, did you know this? She's also the LA Rams in-house guitarist. They have an in-house guitarist. They have an in-house guitarist yeah. for the Rams? Yeah, she has a Super Bowl ring. I wrote about it last year for ESPN.com. She got a Super oh, Bowl ring. Sick. Because she is the in-house guitarist for the Los Angeles Rams. They also have a mariachi band and a DJ. That that is a lot of in-game entertainment. I mean, it's LA. Would you expect any less? Well, I mean, I mean, I understand having a DJ. The Bucks have an in-game DJ. Well, yeah, most teams but, have an in-game DJ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then to add a mariachi band and an in-house guitarist—that's that's, that's oh. a lot for for a fan base that doesn't really exist. 
Oh, that that's just oh. cruel. Well, it did no, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I mean, you're not you're not entirely inaccurate, but that's just kind of mean. I mean, the, the, she even played during the the COVID season. Remember, like no fans were in there, or like ten fans were yeah. in the stadium. She she was one of the few people actually allowed in because they wanted to have her in there because they needed kind of something for the teams too. It, some, it was, some sort of just atmosphere. Yeah, for the teams. something. They needed something there and so far. So we were talking last segment, last two segments actually, about your top five head coaches list. And I'll remind people again what it is. Doug Peterson, number five. Bill mm-hmm. Belichick, number four. Kyle Shanahan, number three. Mike Tomlin, number two. Andy Reid, number one. So you live in Wisconsin. You work in Milwaukee. You do great, great work on radio in Milwaukee, along with Mark Chamora and Jen Lada on the morning show there. The co- one of the coaches you didn't have there, but you know well, is Matt LaFleur, the Green Bay Packers head coach. Where would you have Matt LaFleur listed in if you had to list all 32? If I'm listing all 32, he's outside the top 10. He's probably somewhere between, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. And the job for him is now so different than what it was when he initially took the job. Because when he initially got to Green Bay, you still had Aaron Rodgers, you still had Devontae Adams. You were just looking for a way to re-engage Aaron Rodgers after the, the, the offense and relationship with former head coach Mike McCarthy had gone stale. And he did that. But now this is a team that has only three players over the age of 30 currently on the roster. Their most experienced pass catchers are the two guys they drafted in the draft last year. So they have one year of NFL experience under their belt. And it's just going to be a lot different job trying to get a young team to where the Packers have wanted to go the last 30 years and get back to that, you know, the the expectations of excellence that they have for the Packers. And it's a completely different job. It's a completely different coaching job. And I'm curious to see, maybe he ends up climbing up the ranks and the Packers surprise what my expectations are for this year because Matt LaFleur is able to run the offense that he wants to run versus the offense that him and Aaron Rodgers kind of morphed into what worked best for both of them. And and now it's just strictly Matt LaFleur. But there are a lot of really good head coaches right now in the NFL. And I just don't, I can't put Matt LaFleur among them. I mean, the only the only one I had without a a Super Bowl championship in my top five was Kyle Shanahan, and he just goes every year to the NFC Championship game. He's somebody who has been able to defeat Matt Lafleur twice in the postseason in the three times that Matt Lafleur has gone to the playoffs. And there are other coaches that have Super Bowl championships like John Harbaugh that I had to lead off, leave off my top five list. So in terms of cracking that top ten, it's something that's really hard to do, especially if you don't have a Super Bowl. And LaFleur doesn't even have a Super Bowl appearance. So it'd be tough for me to put him in the top ten. I totally understand that, by the way. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 1-88-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We can talk about Gabe's list. We can talk about the musical selections we've had today, whether it's Victorious, whether it's Summer Girls. We already got we got a great Summer Girls call. You can go listen to the Candy and Carlin podcast the first hour. If you ever want to know what was actually meant in the lyrics of LFO's Summer Girls, we had Doug Ray call in to explain all of that. It was fantastic that we were able to have that but there's also another thing when you're looking at the head coaches right and one of the conversations is who might be there next year that isn't there now and it's an interesting conversation piece to have especially this time of year because it also maybe tell you who you think might be good might improve i listen if sean mcveigh is able who is 
a top 10-ish coach, higher than that probably right now, if he is able to take the roster they have now and form a winner, he maybe ends up in that conversation. Nick Sirianni, if they're able to get back to the Super Bowl, the NFC title game, he might end up in that conversation next year. Doug, Doug Peterson, who is fifth on Gabe's list, would not be on my top five. Jacksonville wins another division title, makes a real push. He almost ends up probably, I, I would imagine, number three or four on most people's list because Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, probably one or two on a lot of people's list. So it, it will be really interesting to see what those lists will be like in the future. Again, if you have any thoughts on who your top head coach in the NFL is, give us a call on the CC call line, one eight eight say espn That's 888-729-3776. Question for you here, Mike. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think, in your opinion, is the most desirable head coaching job in the NFL? Not necessarily the best coach, but yeah. the job itself, the most desirable job. This one's going to... This might sound a little weird, but it's Pittsburgh. And I say that because you can look at the ownership. One of the biggest things when I talk to head coaches and prospective head coaches, one of the things they look at is how do the owners treat their coaches? Do they have a quick hook where they're going to get rid of a guy after one bad year? Do they allow them to implement their plan? And what has Pittsburgh done? They've won, of course, over and over and over again, but they have had... Fewer, less head coaching turnover than any franchise ever in the NFL because they went from Chuck Knoll to Bill Cowher to Mike Tomlin. And that that covers, I think, most of my lifetime, frankly. So to me, it's Pittsburgh. After that, I would look, again, look at places where coaches have had an opportunity. I'm looking at it from a coach's perspective, right? Atlanta, the team I cover, Arthur Blank gives his coaches a lot of time and a lot of patience. San Francisco, other than that real tricky Jim Tom Sula time, has often given their coaches time. That, that to me, it, those that's what you're looking at. If you are a prospective head coach, you are looking at longevity and looking at how the owner treats their people. Like Cleveland would be tough. The Jets would be tough. The Giants is another place where that would be desirable because of how they've large on the whole, other than the Ben McAdoo time, treat their head coaches. That's just kind of how it is. Coming up next, we're going to have Chris Carlin, one of the hosts of this show here, Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.